pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News & World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Colorectal cancer is common and lethal. It's the third most common cause of cancer death in the United States, although mortality has been decreasing by about 3% per year since 1990. We hear less about cancer pain because doctors and other healthcare providers don't dismiss the pain as being all in the patient's head. Not only that, but family members and friends typically believe that cancer patients experience pain. Most of all, there's much less controversy about using opioids to treat this type of pain compared to non-cancer pain. We've made progress in treating cancer and extending the lives of those with this disease. But cancer carries a hidden, dark side related to pain. That is, the better we've done in treating patients with cancer, the more that cancer survivors are living with pain. It's often the damaged nerves from chemotherapy that's the culprit. Surprisingly, cancer pain is so often undertreated that almost 50% of cancer patients suffer needlessly. The good news is that there are therapies and procedures that can ease the discomfort. On today's show, we'll highlight what you need to know about rectal cancer and the painful symptoms that can occur. Our first guest is Tommy Chong, part of the legendary comedy team of Cheech and Chong. Tommy continues to share his battle with rectal cancer and the triumphs he's achieved in overcoming his pain. Then Dr. Luis Diaz joins us once again. He's an associate professor of oncology at the Johns Hopkins Cancer Center and leading authority on rectal cancer. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, The Pain Community, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Tommy Chong is a Canadian-born comedian, actor, and musician. He was part of the Cheech and Chong duo that became a very successful comedy act and later played Leo on Fox's That 70s Show. Tommy, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Thank you. On our last show, we talked about your symptoms of rectal cancer, the effects of chemotherapy and radiation, and began discussing your use of marijuana for pain control. As a matter of fact, I had former talk show host Montel Williams uh, here on Aches and Gains a couple of years ago, and we discussed uh, the value of medical marijuana. Sure. He, in fact, suffers from pretty bad neuropathic pain and spasms associated with multiple sclerosis, and he smokes marijuana, he eats it, and he vaporizes it. Oh, yeah. I, I've talked to uh, Montel. I, I know if he didn't smoke it every day, he'd be a mess. He'd be in the wheelchair. Do you do all of those as well? At times. I'm not a big fan of vaporizing it because uh, mm-hmm. 
I'd monitor my intake by the taste, and my body's used to the taste. You know, my body reacts right away. My body will react to just thinking about it. Wow. There's been research on low-dose cannabis, that is uh, 1.29% THC, and high-dose cannabis at uh, 3.35% THC that has been given by means of a vaporizer, and the results showed significant pain relief compared to placebo. There have also been studies in multiple sclerosis, spasticity, and pain, and that study showed that smoked cannabis with 4% THC reduced spasticity and pain significantly compared to placebo. Uh, Tommy, there are other forms of cannabis, certainly, and there's one called Sativex, which is an oromucosal spray that's not available in the United States. It's a mixture of one-to-one THC and a cannabinoid called cannabidiol. Have you tried that? Yes, I have used the spray to get rid of the discomfort. Discomfort? Like if I'm going to bed and I don't feel like going through the motions of finding the weed and lighting it up and all that, mm-hmm. I will do the spray or I'll do the vaporizer. I'll take a couple of tokes and, and then I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been about three studies examining this oromucosal cannabis spray in people with neuropathic pain, and the authors found substantial relief and better sleep in the study population. There's also been a preliminary study of chemotherapy-induced neuropathic pain, and that study found that patients reported pain reduction as well. Tommy, how much relief does the oromucosal spray provide? The spray is good, and, and there's also a massage cream mm-hmm. where you rub it under your arms, you know, in the very tender areas, okay. or on your feet. And it's a different high. You don't get that, that head high that uh, smoking gives you, but it does de- definitely give you the, the glow. In total, how much relief does marijuana provide for you? Well, in a lot of cases, 100%. Mm-hmm. It changes your perception. Right. And how long does the relief last? Well, it depends. If I do it at night, it'll last all night. Mm-hmm. If I do it, say, in the morning, it'll, it'll last till noon, maybe maybe longer. Okay. But uh, at least a couple hours for, for say, one or two hits. Mm-hmm. And what about side effects? Uh, often, uh, patients will report drowsiness and fatigue, uh, most frequently, but also things like dizziness, dry mouth, nausea, and sometimes cognitive problems result. But most of the time, they're mild to moderate, they're brief, and they're well-tolerated. Well, it depends on my health. Mm-hmm. If I had the rectal cancer, you know, the side effect would be that I would get very tired yeah. from the marijuana. Yeah, I'd get sleepy. Mm-hmm. I'd have to have a nap. If I'm healthy, uh, like I'll smoke and maybe go play golf, I'll play really good. Now, have you had any experience with cannabis oil? Yes. Well, I had the flu one time, and I happened to be at a dispensary. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, dose yourself. And he gave me some gummy bears, mm-hmm. and uh, I ate half, and I thought, well, I need more than that. And then I ate the other half, and, and I had to be led around wow. for a day and a half. But I got rid of the flu. Mm. I, you know, I, I came out of the other end. I was totally cured. I wasn't aware that marijuana could be used to treat the flu. We have to take a short break, but don't go away. When we come back, we'll get Tommy's take on the importance of research for marijuana. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Teva, the leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care 
by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Health is a leading health solutions company that delivers accurate, timely, clinical actionable information to inform the right treatment decisions for each patient at the right time. Millennium offers a comprehensive suite of services to better tailor patient care. More information is available at www.millenniumhealth.com. If you've just joined us, we're here with Tommy Chong, part of the legendary comedy team of Cheech and Chong. Uh, Tommy, because patients aren't getting adequate relief from the available medications that we use to treat pain, like uh, the anticonvulsants and the opioids and the anti-inflammatory medications, many with chronic pain are turning to other therapies like the cannabinoids. Due to patient demand, several nations or states in the United States are developing programs that let people with serious health conditions to access cannabis for medical purposes. Doctors and other medical professionals, though, are advocating for more research on the therapeutic and adverse effects of cannabinoids. Would you support this, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We need all the research we can get. Mm -hmm. They're finding out that if you juice the whole plant, you get more effects, benefits out of it than, than if you just go for the, the THC high in the flower. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we need, we need a ton of research. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, speaking of research, you know, there's moderate evidence that cannabinoids uh, can be beneficial for chronic neuropathic pain or cancer pain, and that's if it's smoked, that is if the THC is smoked, or if you're using an oromucosal spray of THC. And there's also moderate evidence uh, that spasticity from multiple sclerosis can be controlled with medical marijuana, and that is if you use the oromucosal spray or you use capsules that are a combination of THC and cannabidiol. Tommy, talk to us now about how your perspective on life has changed after having had, well, well, two cancers now. Whatever is handed to me, I use it. If you have a positive attitude, you know, chances are that you will turn whatever adversary thing that's facing you into a plus. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, martial arts. You know, you use the, the energy directed at you and you, you redirect it. Exactly. Uh, once you are together spiritually, you're, you're tapped into a power that, that is so great that uh, miracles have happened, and, and I'm very aware of that. Yeah, I believe they can occur, and they confound medical science. Tommy, how did your wife respond to a second diagnosis of cancer? Not good. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. She hid it from me, mm. but she was very angry at, at the world, you know. And now that I'm getting better, she's very happy. She, mm-hmm. She's happy she got me back. I'm sure she is, and a lot of us are too. Tommy, are you happy that you embrace the traditional or conventional medical model for diagnosis and treatment of your rectal cancer? Absolutely. See, it's part of my spiritual upbringing. Mm-hmm. God, you know, comes to you in the form of a physician mm-hmm. that can operate. Right. I mean, that's a miracle right there. Yeah. And the fact that we're in a country where we have access to the chemo and to the radiation and that, you know, they can point to a track record. You know, that's one thing that these spiritualists and the marijuana oils, they can't point to a track record and say, well, this is what healed him. This is what healed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctors can say, yeah, well, he had chemo and now he's walking around. He's got another few years. That's right. And I'm very glad that you're on the road to recovery. In the last few moments of the show... What's your message for those who have rectal cancer and pain? You've got to do your own research. 
you, you got to go for hard evidence. Mm -hmm. And then you got to know exactly what type of cancer you're dealing with. And then you got to look at your family history. You got to do what the doctors do. Besides diet, you you got to get your your spiritual compass working. Mm -hmm. We're eternal beings. Once you recognize that, it doesn't matter what you're handed. You're never going to leave um, this consciousness. You're always going to be somehow somewhere. And so, cancer or any other kind of illness is really a, a test that we're put through in life. And it's how you deal with it that determines what what other tests that you're going to be facing. Yeah, yeah. You just really have to rely on your spiritual compass, and, and that will get you through everything. I like how you highlight the importance of both the science and the spirit in getting through cancer. Tommy, it was so good to have you on the show once again. Good luck with everything. My pleasure, my friend. Stay tuned. Dr. Luis Diaz from Johns Hopkins Returns. He's a leading authority on rectal cancer. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. Boston Scientific a leader in microelectric implantable technologies used to treat chronic neuropathic pain. Dr. Luis Diaz has pioneered several genomic diagnostic and therapeutic approaches for cancer. He specializes in the treatment of colorectal and pancreatic cancers. Dr. Diaz, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Last time, we talked about the risks associated with rectal cancer, screening tests we should be aware of, and the types of discomfort involved with not only the cancer itself, but chemotherapy and especially radiation therapy. You know, I've seen several patients who have what's called chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. How likely is that to actually occur in patients with rectal cancer? Fantastic question. One of the key drugs we use is called oxaliplatin. Oh, yeah, oxaliplatin. Currently, we give it after the resection of a rectal cancer. And it has, I would say, an 8 to 10% chance of causing long-term, potentially debilitating neuropathy mm. that can be all the way from a sensory neuropathy mm -hmm. to a tactile neuropathy and can lead to a significant amount of pain yeah. and then definitely a diminished quality of life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's cold-induced. And so um, these peripheral neuropathies are not anything to take lightly. They can definitely be very serious. Very, very true. What have you found in your experience to treat chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy the best? You know, I haven't found anything effective. Um, and most of the tools that people use are distractive. Mm -hmm. They've even used uh, narcotics, uh, neuromodulators like Neurontin, and antidepressants. And I see all of those, rather than treating the, the exact uh, cause of the neuropathy, they're, they're more distracted. Well, it is very difficult to treat this condition. You know, I've often wondered whether the use of spinal cord stimulation might be helpful in treating this intractable pain from chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. Let me ask you now about injections and nerve blocks to help treat the pain of rectal cancer. And let's talk specifically about a ganglion impar neurolytic block. 
And by the way, neurolytic means nerve destruction, and we typically use alcohol as a nerve destruction medicine. The ganglion impar is a lesser known structure in the body. It's actually the end of the sympathetic chain. It's a midline structure that's semicircular. Think of it as a small structure that's in front of your tailbone. We think that sensations travel to that ganglion impar from areas like the perineum, the rectum, the anus, part of the urethra, the vulva, and part of the vagina. Patients will come to me who have prostate cancer or cancer of the rectum, for example, and once this structure called the ganglion impar is accessed with a needle, typically under x-ray guidance, local anesthetic and a nerve destruction medicine can help reduce the intractable pain from these types of cancers. Dr. Diaz, what's your experience with these types of nerve blocks? I think I think they're fantastic, as long as they don't cause any other motor or sensory defects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll even live with a sensory defect. A motor defect can be quite crushing to a patient. Sure, and I think what you're talking about is whether patients will have a problem urinating or defecating after these procedures. And I can say from experience that it's very rare that that will occur, fortunately, uh, after ganglion impar neurolytic blocks. Luis, let me ask you now about pain pumps or intrathecal pumps. These are hockey puck-shaped devices that are implanted underneath the skin, and a small catheter or tube extends from that pump to the intrathecal space, also known as the fluid-containing space of the spinal cord, the spinal fluid. The pain pump contains tiny doses of drugs like uh, opioids, morphine, for example, or other medications that can be delivered from the pump all the way to the spinal fluid for pain relief. In my experience, these pain pumps can be really helpful in patients who have cancer pain that really doesn't respond to oral treatments or any other type of treatments to relieve their pain. We also have evidence from the literature that they're cost-effective, as well as evidence from the literature that they can reduce pain. Luis, what's your experience with pain pumps? Same thing. There's a special population of patients where this is beneficial. Um, But that said... um, It works in some patients and it doesn't work in others. Mm -hmm. Indeed, that's true. Are integrative therapies useful for cancer? Stay tuned. We'll find out after the break. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit TameThePain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. Purdue Pharma making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives, reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. For cutting-edge treatments and resources, follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back. Integrative therapies like herbals, uh, prayer, music, and hypnosis can all help ease pain associated with cancer, as well as non-cancer pain. Music therapy in particular has been shown to reduce pain in patients with cancer. Luis, what is your experience with the integrative therapies? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that they they play a role, but they just need to be studied more rigorously. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about medical marijuana. Tommy Chong clearly uses it and finds it effective. Have you had patients tell you that they use it to treat their cancer pain? I, I do have a, a subset of patients that seek and regularly use marijuana for pain relief. 
vaporization, the oil, sublingually, or smoking it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's some suggestion that marijuana has anti-tumor effects. Yeah, there, there, there are people who believe it may have anti-tumor effects. Mm-hmm. That needs to be rigorously studied. It's far from saying that it's validated, but I certainly think that it's, it's worth studying. And when we say anti-tumor effects, does that apply to all tumors or just specific tumors? We don't know yet. Certainly, it'd be great if it was multiple tumor types, but it's too early to understand at this point. Okay. Now, let's turn to personalized genomics or personalized medicine. That's when we use a person's DNA to determine the risk of disease, to choose the best drug for a patient, and to minimize side effects of a given medication. Dr. Diaz, do you see personalized genomics on the horizon as a treatment for rectal cancer? Absolutely. Now, I have to give you my disclaimer. I am a founder of two personalized genomics companies mm-hmm. where I'm a major shareholder. Okay. Well, tell us more about its potential. Where we're moving in oncology, is there a way to tailor therapies so that they're the most effective? Mm-hmm. For decades, we were treating patients non-specifically with anti-tumor agents. But really, over the past decade, we've understood the genetics and had medications that targeted these genetic changes. Mm-hmm. So as a result, we are able to tailor therapies specifically for each patient. Okay. And so that's really the hope behind um, personalized medicine in rectal cancer, there are some genetic changes that may have profound impacts on how we treat it. Well, there's great hope then for personalized genomics. That is, again, using a person's DNA to determine the risk of disease or to choose the best drug for a patient that minimizes side effects of a given medication. What's the reality though, uh, Luis? I mean, how many of these drugs are available? Now, in reality, we only understand a handful of mutations, and in reality, we only have a handful of drugs to target those mutations. Mm -hmm. So, with each passing month, there are new clinical trials and new agents approved for treating these variety of tumors or mutations. Okay. Uh, Now, Luis, are we using any type of personalized medicine to treat cancer at this point? Uh, for several cancers, yes. For rectal cancers, not just yet. Okay. Oh, you know, I forgot to ask you this earlier. When a cancer patient or a cancer survivor has worsening pain or pain that's new, it typically indicates recurrence, doesn't it? That's right. Absolutely. It's probably one of the most common signs of recurrences. Mm-hmm. patient has pain, you've got to figure out, is that cancer or is that healing? Right. Is that radiation? Is that surgical pain? It's something that, that, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out. Exactly. Pain is often multifactorial. It can arise from the organs of the body. It can arise from the bone. It can arise from the muscles. It can arise from tumors. And it can arise from the nerves. Dr. Diaz, can the pain of rectal cancer be controlled for the most part, especially at the end of life? Yeah, I think for the most part, we have a lot of tools. Uh, Even in the most extreme cases, we can put interstitial pumps or pain blocks. um, And oftentimes, it can be controlled with narcotics or time. Time sometimes heals the pain. Very true. Intrathecal pain pumps can be extremely effective in reducing pain and minimizing side effects. Uh, Luis, it seems like from our discussion that there certainly is hope for increased survival from rectal cancer. Absolutely. I think um, with an emphasis on screening, there will be fewer cases of rectal cancer. Uh-huh. I think within, with the newer therapies that are coming out and the understanding of the genetics of these tumors, yeah. all of that will contribute positively. That's great. I mean, that's really exciting to hear. Uh, speaking of cancer, is there any evidence that cannabis use in any form can cause cancer? There's some data that suggests that it 
may be associated with lung cancer mm. because the inhaling and the holding of the smoke is much is much more the duration of that's much longer than smoking. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the final moments that we have left, what should we remember about the pain of rectal cancer? I think the good news is that we have many tools to combat pain. Mm-hmm. Once the therapy is done, in most cases, the pain goes away. Yeah. So the therapy is successful. But in those cases where pain persists, we do have uh, methodologies that have been quite effective. We do indeed have many treatments and therapies that are effective. Dr. Diaz, it was great having you on the show once again. Thanks, Paul. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. I hope it was helpful to your listeners. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.